brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. It is definitely sippin' time. Welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are here today talking about Speyside Scotch on this Sips episode. I'm good old boy Mike, and joining me here at the table are good old boy Dave. Hey, everybody. That's all he's going to go with as an opener. I had some other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Epic fail right off the bat. And also, good old gal Juliana. Aye, aye. She's going to start off with a a, a very good moment there. <laughs> Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. And but uh, today it is definitely going to be all about the scotch. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the scotch from Speyside, eh, hey, lassie? <clears throat> so uh, really great that we get to uh, talk about. Uh, an all scotch show and we have some really great products to uh, talk about in this show so we have uh, Balvenie Portwood uh, 21 year old uh, Balvenie Caribbean cask 14 year old Abelor Abunda it is a cask strength uh, beer or beer <laughs> <laughs> nice. where am I holy crap uh, that's just not right last. somebody's cut off <laughs> Already, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. <laughs> and the drinking game hasn't even begun. It hasn't even begun. It's, it's, it's so sad. Uh, so uh, Abelora Bunda, uh, Abelora's thirty-year-old, McAllen thirty-year-old. Uh, We're having the one that was uh, from a nineteen seventy-four cask. Glenn Fittich, nineteen-year-old, and we have one, one to trip us up here. So it's a Dalmore. It's the cigar malt, and this is actually a blend. And you're gonna tell us what what's in this too, right? Yes, I am. Yep. I bet there's whiskey in it. <clears throat> yes, Dave, thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, some really great uh, stuff we'll get to go over. But first up, Juliana's going to get the honors of going over our sips ratings for today. As usual, we will be tasting and discussing the scotch today and rating each of them with these sips ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. I felt like that little. Bring water. Bring water. Number two. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> Number three. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Lots of interesting stuff today. True. Number four. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves and uh, pour me another. Lots of secrets today. (laughs) Number five. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. She hasn't said that since the day we met. (laughs) That was a good day. (laughs) Thanks, Juliana. So uh, let's definitely chat about scotch and in particular Speyside. Scotch from Scotland, proper take on taste characteristics defined by the regions. Now, I'm not going to be reading this in, in Scottish, you know, uh, all day. So don't get that excited, Dave. <laughs> it's not going to be a repeat it's of the It's not going to uh, be a repeat of the, of the uh, British English show. English show. No, 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 that's true. So, uh, you know, each particular region has characteristics to it. And, you know, this, uh, I think what's interesting is, you know, kind of this, uh, the Dalmore you brought today, because we'll talk. A little bit about this uh so highland is the basically the heart of scotland right um and it can actually drift all the way up to the very actually north of Speyside itself mm-hmm. um then there is Speyside, which is the very unique northern coastal region that's what we're talking about today there are the lowlands which you guessed it it's on the south side of scotland and then there's islands, uh, mostly cover the northwest uh, islands, and actually divided into Sky and Islay, are usually the two regions that you talk about. Woohoo! So listen, if you want to know about Islay, 
uh, Scotch, be sure to check out the other show uh, that we did on Isla Scotch. Um, it's in season two. We actually discuss a bunch of Scotch from that region. So the show's title was called Butchering the Gaelic Language <laughs> with Mike Part One. <laughs> Can't imagine why. You know, it, was, it was definitely an interesting day, that's for sure. You know, with your flair for uh, uh, accents and everything, I can't imagine you did anything but a stellar job. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Exactly. Well, I flunked Doric, which is actually the Scottish dialect of the Northeast region growing up, so I am absolutely going to butcher the pronunciation of just about everything today. I have tried rehearsing, but the scotch itself just kept on getting in the way. I've decided to combine our love of the Doric dialect with actually a drinking game today. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm. It's going to make it very interesting. It so, was coming. Uh, so a very simple rule. If you can say the, the Doric phrase right, <clears throat> then everybody else drinks. But if you get it wrong, you'll be pounding down a drama scotch. So if you want to play along with us while you're <laughs> listening to this episode, I would say uh, just uh, hover your, uh, your, your, uh, over the pause button. And as I throw it out, we'll see if you get it right and then play it. And you'll actually get to hear and play along with us. So go grab your favorite scotch. Sit down with us. And we're going to have glass. a drinking game. Yeah, you need to. Now bring the whole bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll have some fun here over the next hour as we uh, get to go over this. So <clears throat> here's well, I think I should, uh, it, just to keep everything on, 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 on the level, I am half dork. <laughs> on my father's side, so I probably got an edge. Wait, was that the, half dork or yeah, half doric? I'm fluent in dork. So, Dave, it's D O R I C, not D O R K. Oh, okay. well, never mind. Then. <laughs> Drink a dram anyway, man. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to help you. All right, so listen, here's your warm-up, okay? This one you don't have to drink on, so, but I'll tell you how this is going to go. So here's our very first one. How would you say you always get drunk in Doric? All right. First contestant up is going to be Dave. You're always pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I have to say, for creative points, that was that would be pretty good. All right, Juliana, how, how about it? You're always bluted up. Ooh, that's also a good one, but also dead wrong. Uh-huh. Ah. All right, so here, here's how you'd say it. Always get drunk, don't you? You're always leasing, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're always leasing. If, you, if I went a little faster, I'll play it again. Always get drunk, don't you? You're always bleasing, eh? No. Bleasing, eh? Bleasing. Bleasing. Okay. Well, this is, listen, this is a super special show today as well. So, uh, one of the things we get to celebrate is it is Juliana's birthday. So, I have found the perfect way. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) To say happy birthday. (laughs) I'm not going to sing in Doric, though. Bummer. I thought you were going to play Scottish Girl again. <laughs> no, that's at the end of the show when we don't <laughs> mind it too much. Yeah. It's when we're ready for people to stop listening. I wonder if that guy was wearing anything under his kilt. Probably not. <laughs> not if he's a true Scot. <laughs> well, uh, definitely happy birthday, Juliana. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you here at the table and in the studio. And I uh, can't think of a better way of celebrating your birthday than with uh, a lot of great scotch to talk about. Exactly. I'm in heaven. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, you have, uh, you're going to tell us a little bit more about what we're doing today with this stupid drinking game. Yeah. So I'm not sure if we have enough scotch here, though, <laughs> depending on how many of these uh, drinking games there will be. Maybe if we drink a dram for everything that you butcher up, um, this will be a more entertaining thing if not well who cares and by my count i think you need to drink three drams oh yeah already. i'm uh, i'm definitely probably at least uh three um 
All right, so I'm going to aim for four more for this drinking game test, uh, but all bets are off on how many other things I'm going to butcher, uh, especially as we talk more about Speyside here up front. So, listen, I've asked Juliana to cover some background on Speyside Scotch today, plus we'll see if we can um, slip in any Dora Connor while she's going through this. Dave and I are going to hang out in the background and we'll be drinking scotch as she is uh, discussing and telling you all about this fabulous region of Scotland. So, so as a style, Speyside whiskies are usually lighter and sweeter than the other scotch single malts. As they grow older, they'll develop body, um, just like everything else, right? <laughs> Um, the Speyside region has the vast majority of all the Scotch distilleries, and thus there is a lot of variation. Um, aside from the lighter, honeyed single malts, there are also a small group of distilleries which produce a heavily sherried style Speyside whiskey. So, Glen Farkas, the Macallan, for example, they produce big body drams. The Glenlivet and Glenfittish distilleries produce the most classic and typical Speyside drams, and both are world famous. So, when you think of Speyside, what comes to mind? Hmm. Well, you know, we were actually talking about this earlier, is that, you know, does the region define, you know, basically the characteristics? And, you know, one of the things that we were talking about is um, the, the play of the smoke and the peak. <clears throat> is really what I think most people are looking at. Now, the Isla Scotch that we talked about earlier was on the other show. Very distinctive uh, peat essence around sure. the Isla. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get into especially the Highlands and the Speysides that we're talking about today, not as much of differentiating components through the peat, but the, the play on the wood and the smoke are the other things that mm -hmm. tend to be very characteristic between these particular regions and it's almost the type of smoke is not necessarily in the amount of smoke uh in these as well and so there's two words i'm going to say as we're rating these you know talking about these products today i'm going to say the word smoke and peat about a thousand times a day sure and i'm going to order those up because there's a certain measure of balance when i talk about this is off balance it's because it's the play between the smoke and the peat you know there's really too much of one or the other that's kind of presenting itself coming through um so i when i think about Speyside, i think about them being smoke forward um but i don't know that that is a true representation of of really um everybody thinking about it that way the one product we have in here if i have to think of it as a reference standard it's the glenfittich 19 that we have here in the lot um, so I, I think that if you want to kind of tune up your palate and think about well, what would a Speyside taste like, I would say go and glad, uh, grab a Glenfiddich. It doesn't have to be the 19 we're tasting today. You could probably grab a 12 and it would be just fine. It may not have as much smoke in it that maybe the one that we have uh, today to talk about. But I think that that'll kind of tune you up and you'll kind of understand when somebody says the word Speyside. You know kind of what that's about so um yeah i guess that's kind of what i think about you know with space side some other things uh we need to tell our folks about space side here as well sure um so there are 42 distillers of scotch in space side alone and cowbells and cowbells um more cowbells and we have a nice cross-section of those today to discuss which like i'm really thrilled about the variety that we have yeah um here are some other fun facts on space side oh so glenfiddich which we happen to be drinking one of those um is the world's best-selling single malt uh glenfiddich glenlivet and the mccallan make up one third of the entire single malt market that's amazing it is and now you know part of it i'm wondering is is i mean yeah there's good advertising when you look through whiskey magazine you're always seeing an ad for one of those but also it tends to be like if you're watching movies and there's a lawyer or there's some important power brokery type person they always tend to be drinking one of those three. Yep, that's true. And so maybe subliminally, you maybe know, I should take that to every settlement agreement. I probably pour me one. Well, <laughs> this will go a lot better. <laughs> really? Here's some scotch. Just sign the paper. 
Oh, I agreed under duress. No, you you agreed under the influence of scotch. That's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) If there was tequila involved, I would agree. It's distress. (laughs) Okay, fun fact number two. Yeah. Um, Diageo's, and I'm going to screw this up, so forgive me. Rosile. Rosile Distillery, Mm -hmm. which opened in 2009, is Scotland's largest distillery with the capacity of... Wait for it. 12 and a half million liters per year. That is a lot of scotch. I mean... That's a lot of white lightning, period. Geez, you know, I didn't think there was enough room <clears throat> on the island for all that. That's like crazy. So that would be an interesting, uh, you know, moment. So if you're really... Uh, if you haven't had enough to do tonight, um, I would say your homework after the show is I want for you... I want for one of you listeners to come and tell me if... Uh, outside of MGP, I'm going to throw them out of the equation, okay? So, if you had to pick any distillery on U.S. soil that is that large, I'd like to know if there's another distillery on U.S. soil outside of MGP in Indiana that is 12.5 million liters per year. I mean, that is a lot mm-hmm. of white lightning. That is. That is crazy. And I'm sure a lot of it's going to Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, fun fact number three. Between them, the active Speyside distilleries account for more than 60% of Scotland's single malt whiskey production in total. Yeah. So, I mean, that one little area. And in the scheme of things, it's a lot smaller area than, than the Highlands are. And it's accounting for 60%. That blows me away. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you think about it geographically, Speyside um, is probably less than maybe 8% of the total uh size of uh, scotland itself so i mean that's uh that's amazing that they produce you know that proportion of capacity mm-hmm. but i think that uh, that also kind of contributes to some of the the characteristics of these as well that um they're very approachable they are and i think that uh, part of the reason why i think they're able to produce so much capacity is because i think they're also going for a broader palette and not such a polarized product as well. Uh, so, <clears throat> but uh, one last factoid here, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you read the last I one. Read I'm sorry. The last I, one, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm brain dead. Uh, maybe I should have another dram. I was going to say, I think you need at least another dram or two. Well, I thought you butchered something in there. I'm going to say, you didn't come close to getting Rosile. I had to jump in and save you. Exactly. On that one. Exactly. <laughs> That's about as good. But no Doric in that whatsoever. Um, so here's your first test of Doric language. All right. Here we go. This one's, for, this one's a, a real live test. You're going to have to drink on this one. So, mm. how would you say in Doric, how are you doing, baby? Mm-hmm. Dave is thinking, what are all of the strange names for baby? <laughs> all right. <clears throat> how about it, Dave? How would you say, how are you doing, baby, in Doric? Bye. <laughs> I don't uh, think she would show up for that one. All right, Juliana, how would you say, how are you doing, baby, in Doric? Um, what you doing, eh? Ooh, that's pretty good. <clears throat> you you got uh, part of it down, so here it is, folks. Okay. Here's how you would say, how are you doing, baby, in Doric? How are you doing, baby? All right, doll. <laughs> Figures. I think I was closer. <laughs> All right, doll. <laughs> One more time, just in case you need to hear it again. How are you doing, baby? All right, doll. <laughs> well, uh, really good and uh, epic fail for both of you Is on this, that. Um, Spaceside or Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Alabama. They, he's talking Doric. So that's the big difference between the two. All right, so we'll. Uh, Listen, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we're going to pour ourselves a dram and uh, make sure we're uh, prepared for the rest of the show. Why don't you take a quick break yourself and come right back?
Hey, we're uh, actually going to go through and discuss our topics uh, from the lineup today, and uh, we're actually going to make our way through the rest of the scotch in the uh, discussion here today. So for round one, we're going to pick our top pick, and uh, we'll rate it with our sips rating and talk about our tastings on each of these. Juliana, I'm going to give you the honors for the birthday girl. And, okay, when we say top, this is <clears throat> top, huh? Yeah, that's right. There's only right. one at the top, not three. All right, three. just check in. Just check it. Because <laughs> these are all my children, and I, I love them so much. Lonely at the top. I, you know. <laughs> all right, fine. Fine, be that way. I am going with the wonderful Glenfiddich 19. Ooh, very interesting, huh? Easy oh, pick. How about I, that? What do you mean, easy pick? <clears throat> Been watching the commercials. <laughs> Not for this one. No, 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 no. So what are your taking okay. notes from this? So then? it is it is creamy. It is smooth as all get out. And um I had an interesting conversation about this when I when I bought this a few weeks ago. Um and you know, it it had a really nice bottle. Um, you know, it's a 19-year-old. I was really kind of surprised at how reasonable the price was for what I was getting. And, of course, it was the last one on the shelf, so the the owner was happy to get rid of it in the scheme of things. Um, but in talking about it, I guess this is something relatively new that Glenfiddich has been doing is, is sort of branching into the, the bourbon barrels. Um, they've been into wine barrels for many years, and I think the next one in this Age of Discovery series is going to be another wine barrel. Um, but they wanted to do something a little different. And the bourbon on this, now granted, I've done some research and i can't find out what specific distillery in kentucky this comes from Mm. i'm hoping that it's buffalo trace because i'm getting the feeling that it might be buffalo trace um but it it is such a great marriage of what is a traditional and a very traditional space side whiskey uh, meaning that it's got this nice blend of caramel notes and and smokiness but then you just get that little hint of the vanilla and that um, and the char from the bourbon hmm. barrel and I just I, I just think it's a very <clears throat> beautiful sipping whiskey cool what's and, your sips rating on this oh side? god this is a five oh, no, about that? Yeah. Right off the bat yeah 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 <clears throat> Well, uh, definitely, uh, oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good, that's for sure. Um, really great uh, great choice there. Dave, what was your top pick? <clears throat> well, let me, <laughs> let me start by saying that uh, despite my uh, dork ancestry, <laughs> I don't drink a lot of scotch. Um, yeah, Juliana and I had to come over and say, Dave, do not put any Sprite or Coke with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Step away from the Scotch carbonated and, beverage. No, he wasn't that bad, folks. <laughs> yeah. No, um, uh, there are a lot of uh, scotches that Juliana brings home that I uh, try to drink and not make a dirty face, but... You know, I'm I'm getting better. I'm I'm learning a little bit. But uh, as far as what you were saying earlier, Mike, about Speyside being very approachable, um, I, I do agree with that. There was nothing in the uh, in the tasting today that I found unappealing. Um, but anyway, speaking through my lack of experience with scotches, the one I liked the best was the uh, the Balvini 14 year old huh. uh, Caribbean. Interesting choice, mm. huh? So, uh, what was it about that that you liked so much? Um, I could actually taste the Caribbean in it. You know, mm. um, I don't know if it was the power of suggestion with the name, but I actually could taste um, hints of rum and the the sweetness of the sugar as it finished, and then it just had a really nice kind of toffee aroma, and then it it kind of finished with I don't know if it was coconut, but it. It kind of had the hint of something sort of tropical. Hmm. That I really like. So, what's your suds rating or your sips rating going to be on that? I would give it a four. A four. That's How about that? <clears throat> Let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Interesting choices um, and a very broad difference between those two for sure. Mm-hmm. My top pick is going to be the McAllen thirty-year-old. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. 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 
so this is, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, of course, you know, it's a 30-year-old. Nah, I wouldn't take that, you know, on quite that way. I, I, I would say that I'm guilty of just, I've really enjoyed McAllen in a lot of different ages um, that, you know, they offer their scotch in. We just happen to have this one tonight that, uh, you know, I've really um, I've enjoyed for a long time. And <clears throat> I would be remiss if I didn't put this in my top three. Um, you know, it's uh, the thing I wrote down is it's a uh, smoky dead peat. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, where a lot of these other uh, a lot of th- other things we had, they're very lively on the tongue, and they just, you know, the 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 flavor profile is either a little bit hot, or whatever is you're having is just really, really kind of up in your nose, and you know, it's really this is just dead, and it's a it's a very very nice dead. It's like uh, it's like walking along, and it's like putting on your favorite pair of jeans. That's the way I would describe this. It's mm-hmm. it's really comfortable it's just uh it it's right there on your tongue and it's like hello old friend (laughs) you know um so glad to uh be back here uh enjoying this moment with you um you know it's just if i had to come up with a poster child for perfect scotch this would be one of my nominees i mean it is just really that good uh, I've enjoyed this for a long time. I'll continue to always pick this. Oh my, my sips rating yeah. is a five for the yeah. Macallan Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the uh, cask on this, just to remind you once again, was from 1974. So you'll see if you're uh, trying to pick up this uh, this product in the store, they'll have different cask uh, year designations, and um, you can still find this. Um, this one's probably a little bit more difficult to find. Um, there's probably uh, there's a couple other casks. Um, I think there's a 78. I want to say for some reason um, that is offered as a 30 year as well. That uh, is probably a bit more popular right now. So, all right. So we have our top picks out of the way, and uh, away we go. So, Juliana, what's your number two pick? So my number two is your number one. Oh wow! How yeah. about that? Um, Fabulous. And the only reason why I did not put that as a number one is because I feel that, okay, and this is the Isla lover in me, which really, you know, approached this and was like, oh, I'm in heaven. Mm-hmm. But wait a second, I should be in space side. This isn't, to me, it just wasn't quite space side because I was getting so much peatiness as well as smokiness. Yeah. And, you know, for as much, my number one to me had to be something that I felt was completely indicative of Speyside as a whole. And this one is a little bit more niche if you will. But it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is just stunning. It's so smooth and it's complex, but it's it's so extraordinarily balanced mm. um, between the smokiness and the carameliness. And, and that's one thing that I always look forward to in a space site. And it's taken me a while to get to the point of loving that carameliness <coughs> because I'm so like peaty, iodine smoke in my, you know, just I want to taste it, live it, breathe it. Um, so kind of becoming a little bit more delicate with the with the caramel and the sweeter flavors um this mccallan is a great blend of all of that mm. and this is a beautiful four for me cool <coughs> so uh let's keep the secret to ourselves pour me another do you like uh the the reference i use the, it's the perfect pair of jeans you always go back to hey you know, but it is. It it, I, it is. It is. And the thing, too, that's really approachable about this is that Isla lovers would enjoy this one as well. Because you're getting that, that peatiness that is so comfortable to those of us freaks that really love the Isla. Yeah. Um, you know, so, <clears throat> yeah. It is a very comfortable pair of jeans. Yeah, I would definitely say um, for the art bags, you know, that... Um, we had on the Isla show. This is uh, about the global opposite, you know, in terms of the the peatiness profile that you're going to have uh, definitely in this McAllen, and almost in everything, you know, we're going to have that that Isla, you know, peat is very very distinctive. You know, the, oh, sure. the salty quality of that just I don't know. It really uh, there's something that really uh, 
it gets to you really quick and you it, go wow i love uh, people are very polarized about oh you sure know, you either love well. it or hate it yeah. you know and i think it's that combination of seaweed salt iodine and peat mm. that that blend together that if I could put that into a sandwich right now, I think I'd be in heaven. Got some iodine. A big old seaweed iodine sandwich. Between a couple of pieces of peat. Okay, but those of us that love Isla, you know exactly what I mean, and you know where I'm coming from. <clears throat> so there. <laughs> Dave, what was your number two pick? Uh, my number two, I'm going to stick with Belvini. Oh, I'm going with the 21 year old uh, Portwood. Wow, wow, that's uh, interesting. After your comments, you know, when we were tasting, you were like, "What is that? That is like," <laughs> and the way you said it, I was like, "He does not like Portwood." So, wow, it's interesting. It warmed up on me. <laughs> okay, all right, we warmed up on each other. Hmm. No, um, yeah, in the, in the beginning, it had like just this really kind of sharp flavor. That I couldn't really kind of wrap my arms around because I had been tasting a lot of the uh, the other ones and they were, you know some of the older ones and things and I think they were smoother and a little more well rounded but this one for some reason I just like the um, the just the overall kind of tone of it. it it's got a little bit of sharpness to it but it's it, it's very approachable and very drinkable. Mm. So what's your sips rating on that? I'd give this one a four as well. A four? That's <clears throat> Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Well, uh, my number two choice is uh, not too far from my number one. So uh, <laughs> I'd have to say that, uh, you know, if, um, probably if I were to drop dead, I would say uh, bury me with uh, a few things uh, that I hold near and dear. You know, um, uh, probably something for my wife, a bottle of Macallan 30, a, uh, a 1990 uh, uh, Bordeaux, and uh, uh, I would say uh, if any, if I have any more room, put a bottle of Avalor, 30 year old, in there with uh, me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, uh, this uh, this particular bottle. Um, I've I've had uh, for a while. I think the cask was uh, 1970 uh, cask off this particular one. Um, I would I have not seen this since, and uh, I would say I've been nursing this bottle for quite some time. Um, and I think the one thing I always uh, find myself with the Abelor 30 is I, I'm I'm always like, wow, this is my fourth glass, and if I don't stop. This, I'm just going to finish the whole thing. Right. You know, it is just, uh, it, it really is uh, quite enjoyable. So it's a little bit hotter, um, I would say, than the Macallan. Um, it's uh, it's uh, less smoky and less peaty um, than uh, the Macallan was. Um, it's just uh, different. I don't know how to, I, I don't have a really great descriptor um, other than, it's maybe just muted, um, uh, or I should say, it hotter um, and different than the Macallan itself, but still quite enjoyable. Um, I it was this is a good one-two punch for me, and I would still give this a five. It's a it's a really great scotch. Oh my so the Avalor yeah. Thirty. Yeah. Oh my, I was yeah. unaware anything could yeah. be this good. Just tuck it right there next to my left ankle in the in the <laughs> casket. That'll fit. <laughs> So, uh, some really great choices here for our first two picks. All right, boys and girls, it's time to say, can I say that in Doric now? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it's uh, it's time for a lack of brain cells to test your Doric um, oh, on this I'm one. going to win. That's for sure. <laughs> You're a winner always, Dave. All right. How would you say the following in Doric? Come with me to the lake now. And Dave is trying to think, what is the Scottish word for water? <laughs> and how do you say come? <laughs> wow. Not even close. All right. <clears throat> I will go in reverse order this time. Miss Juliana, how would you say, come with me to the lake now in Doric? Fitch it to the lake, eh? Ooh, that is... That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep. <laughs> Fine. 
<laughs> but mm. also dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Drink. Uh, <laughs> so, Dave, how would you say, come with me to the lake now in Doric? Come on to the lock, lass. Ooh, that's uh, also mm. dead wrong. So. <laughs> This is how you would say, come with me to the lake now, dork. Come with me to the lake now. Come here to Loch Ness. Oh, yeah, because exactly I would have. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll back the tape. Wow. Come with me to the lake now. Come here to Loch Ness. <laughs> That's exactly how I would say it if I finished every one of these drams. Yeah. Look, look, ook. Yes, there's something stuck in his throat. You gotta have a lot of spittle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Speyside. I don't think spittle is part of the Doric language, but thank you for playing, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. So uh, we've uh, come around our, uh, top, uh, our top two picks, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep moving along here with uh, our third pick. Juliana, are you ready for your third pick here? I am, and this one is tough. This one was really tough because everybody's. Special. Is it a four-way tie? <laughs> no, it's it's two, but it's the odd. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going with the Aberlour uh, Abunad. Ab- Abunda. 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 Yeah. I'm going with that. However, hmm. and I say however. Um, there's another one that I really liked, but it doesn't quite belong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So make this complicated, and she did. I, I know. I'm That's so welcome sorry. Welcome to my life. I, <laughs> how do you How do you guys ever pick a TV show to watch? Whoever has I, I, the remote. I hold the remote. <laughs> exactly right. See, we we have like 18 different TVs in my house. That way, everybody and and we can like record 18 different shows at once. So sure. we don't have that problem. So yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to our world. Um, no, okay. So the reason it, the Aberlour is beautiful. It, I, I mean, it is. It's mm. it's not. Um, it's a little sweet. It's a little sweeter than I was expecting, mm-hmm. um, but very interesting with this smoky sweetness balance. I, I, I dig it. However, and the reason why I bring this up is, you know, you talk about things that are within Speyside and then things that are Highland and things that are not quite, you know, fitting in the box. And what I'm about to bring up is the Dalmore Cigar Malt. and. Uh. The reason, you know, okay, yes, 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 calm down, people. I know that Dalmore is Highland. I do. I get it. I understand it. Highland happens to be one of my least favorites of oh. of all the distilleries. No, and it's because it's... We can't go to Scotland now. <laughs> yes, well, just we not to Highland. <laughs> well, Which is most of it. <laughs> No, and it's it's no disrespect, but you're you know I'm coming from the the love of the the iodine, the seaweed, the salt, and um, and so the peat. So listen here, Highland Distillers, put some iodine and salt in your <laughs> scotch, and you've got a customer. Well, okay, so you say that, right? Okay, Highland Park, I've become in love with them slowly because they're taking their Highland their traditional highland style and making it peatier they're adding yeah they're 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 making some really interesting additions which kind of brings it outside the box of what a traditional highland is and could be like the marriage between highland and isla well the same holds through to the dalmore cigar malt it's beautiful but it's got this smokiness which to me would put it into a space side style more so than a highland style <clears throat> yeah truly uh so this is interesting uh that you brought something that was not in the same declared region you know that we had and it was very interesting to have this at the table um because not only is it not from Speyside, but this is also not a single malt. This is a blended uh, whiskey as well. Yeah. And uh, which yeah. I found even, you know, kind of also uh, like which one of these things doesn't belong. And there's just no way. 
you know, it's going to really hang tough with, you know, these other 30-year-old single malts that are kind of sitting on the same table as well. Sure. So those of us that are listening right now are saying, what in the bloody heck is she talking about? (laughs) Okay, well, let me explain myself and maybe this will help. Mm. So the Dalmore Cigar Malt Reserve benefits from a judicious selection of aged stocks drawn from the cast of three different types. So you have an American White Oak ex-bourbon. Okay, fine. A lot of them come from that. And then you have a 30-year-old Madison Moloroso Sherry Butt. And then you also have a Cabernet Sauvignon. So that combination of barrels, to me, makes it more of a space-side complexity than a Highland complexity. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you add in the... And from the bourbon barrel, you're... For whatever reason, I'm getting like a really nice smokiness that... What's the Doric word for kitchen sink? <laughs> Hey Lassie, there's something in the in the in the bucket over there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, d- yeah, I I mean I, but whatever this is, Dalmore, thank you for making it. Yeah, uh, you know because it's it was good. It, it it just makes me think more outside the box. Mm. You know. Anyways, um, but I give both of them a four. Wow, how about that? That's classified. <clears throat> well, there you have uh, one of our. Uh, top picks in uh, on our uh, round three here listen we're going to take another quick break then we're going to come back we're going to have another test of doric and uh, not dork dave doric and <laughs> i won't do well <laughs> come right back we'll talk about more scotch from space side Hey, thanks for coming back here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike. We are here talking about Speyside Scotch today on this Sips episode. We've gone through a couple rounds talking about several products that we have from Speyside and one trump card that uh, Joanna just talked about, which was from uh, Dalmore Highland, the Cigar Malt. So we're going to keep going through our round three pick here. Dave, you're up next. What's uh, What's your pick for round three here? Round three? Well, I actually had the. I, I think it's the same one that she picked, but she talked like talked about like seven different things, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, Arbolor uh, Abunda. Oh, the Abunda. The Abunda. Hmm. Yeah. No, I really liked it. Uh, I got some fruitiness out of it, and um, what did I write? It's it's a little bit hot, um, but that's cool. Um, so am I. So you know, we, we get along. <laughs> Um, but it had kind of a fruity finish, which I don't, so that's cool too. And um, uh, yeah, toffee in the nose. So huh. that's what I wrote. So w- what's your sips rating on this? I'm gonna go three. A three? How about interesting. that? Hmm, interesting. What was that again? It is interesting. It's a very uh, interesting lineup that you have there, Dave. Um, an interesting guy. Um, those are. <laughs> Those are uh, that's a taste taste profile from hither and yonder across those three. So I'm a man of wide and diverse interests. <laughs> uh, well, my uh, my number three pick was actually a little more difficult, um, and I also picked the Abalora Bunda um, as my uh, top three pick. Um, I guess part of it is just that natural taste profile of Abalora, but. I think the way that I uh, I think of so Abunda, the Abunda here is uh, I think it's an 18 year old uh, or um, and uh, it's also cask strength. Mm. So um, the Which, one yeah that explains yeah, the hotness a bit. Yeah. So the one thing that you uh, definitely want to do with this is uh, you need to add a little bit of water or a nice cube um, to bring it down to you know the right strength. Um, because <clears throat> uh, cast strength is probably running at 120 proof, and most scotch you drink is around 90. So, um, so I must be like cask strength <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> Got the hotness. <laughs> Take away the remote from him. Anyway, so <laughs> the uh, 
The thing that I wrote down about the Abunda, and this is the first time that I've actually sat down and I've had the Abunda alongside the uh, the Abelor 30 at the same time. Yeah. Um, the other Abelor that um, I have enjoyed in the past is the 18, um, which is a, a very popular version of the Abelor. And, um, but the Abunda is what I would describe as exponentially kicked up. <laughs> it's like everything mm-hmm. is there. So even though I would describe it's like smoke and peaty, it's like smoke and peaty like times three. Yeah. Um, it is just really, really very apparent there. It's like Abelor 3D. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that, a bad that description. Really yeah. is it, yeah. Because um, it is truly something that has a, a dimensionality to it that... Maybe where, you know, I started out in saying the McAllen was just dead flat. This is exactly the opposite. This has a yeah. tremendous amount of dimension to it, and you really, the amount of peat and smoke is, is really, really there. The sherry is wonderful off this. The sherry casket, they finished this off in. I couldn't think of a finer thing, you know, to finish an Abelor, um scotch oh, yeah. in than, than the sherry cask that they use off this. Um, you know, this is a highly acclaimed um, uh, scotch as well. And I remember when they first came out with this. I, I remember life before Abunda as well. And um, I was really, this is one of the very first cast strength scotches that I actually um, had ever. Hmm. Um, I probably had, you know, a couple hundred since then. But this one has really just kind of stayed with me and part of it is just that natural abelor you know taste profile but i really enjoy having the ability of having something at cast strength and still having the essence and it's almost like i can control the experience uh to some degree uh because of that um really great i'm so glad we had this tonight my sips rating is four for this so um Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another um, is the rating off of that. Well, we've uh, gone through our first three rounds, and now it's time for Doric once again. <laughs> that sounds like a new game show, doesn't it? <laughs> time for Doric. <laughs> Fire up the, the family future. Come on down. We're going to play some Doric here. All right. Uh, the Alabama version. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, next up on how you're going to test your Doric is, how do you say the following? Uh, do you know what I mean? How would you say that in Doric? He's thinking, boys and girls. This is not a good thing. There's smoke. And it's not from the whiskey. Do you know what I mean? All right. Joanna, how would you say, do you know what I mean in Doric? She's gotten pretty close. She's got that fit thing down on. on I, she I just know. says fit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying it enough times. Yeah, I keep throwing it. At, yep, you know, at some right. point, it's yep. going to work. Um, <sighs> I know what I mean. Fit you, eh? Oh, that's not bad. Oh, <laughs> mm, but dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel what's under my kilt? Oh. <laughs> we might give you we might give you that one just for the, the wow you know, the creativity alone. That's an interesting visual. No, I'm sorry, boys and girls, you're not even close. Here is how you say, "Do you know what I mean?" In Doric, do you know what I mean? I can't fit like. Oh my god. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Very close. Do you, you just didn't know get the, what I mean? I can't fit like. Yeah, you just didn't get the like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> Pound it. And a good drink it'll be. I, I'm telling you, if you're not enjoying this game or this episode by now, you just need to drink more scotch. <laughs> All right. Um, <sighs> So we've had a, a real good time uh, talking about our top three picks. You know, there were a lot of great scotch here tonight. And, um, you know, there were a couple that uh, I don't believe that we talked about at all. We're, did we talk about ev- everything? Yeah. Uh, at did. least once? Because I, I went outside the box. 
I think you did, Dave. I think you covered some of the some of the other things uh, that we did not talk about. So um, I thought I'd just kind of run through a couple of these real quick and gather some of your tasting notes on these. I guess I want to start off with the Dalmore. Um, so uh, Juliana picked this as her number three pick. Dave, what did you think? Uh, one, having a blended whiskey right there at the table, that was, that was pretty bold. It was bold. Know. Yeah. If I was an actual scotch enthusiast, I would probably have slapped her. No. Um, <laughs> few more shots and i might now um i grabbed the remote first with yeah, you Dave. Exactly. <laughs> no actually uh you know again being a novice to to scotch and everything i i found it very enjoyable to drink um bits bit on the sweet side to me um mm-hmm. but uh a little bit of smokiness there i thought it was thought it was nice I, huh you know i'd give it a three Almost the exact same thing that I wrote down as well, smoky and sweet, um, with a wood finish. There was a lot of wood um, in that. And I thought that that was almost masking um, the the reason why I didn't write down Pete um, on this is mm. <clears throat> I thought that was the one key element that was actually missing out of that. But the sweetness in this was probably just a little bit over to too uh too much to the top and i would say indicative of a blended whiskey as well oh sure yeah. sure i mean so. there's no doubt that it was but i i mean for me i there is a little bit of peat in it and i guess you know my taste buds are so attuned to peat because i love it so much that the moment i get you know the slightest bit of it i get all excited so her peaty senses yes my my peaty sense I thought both of the uh, Balvenies uh, were uh, polar opposites of each other. Oh, my God, yeah. The, the Rumwood was uh, one of the things that I didn't particularly enjoy. Um, I actually thought it was uh, sweet and bitter. It was a sh- very sharp bitter, too. Um, yeah. I, I'd almost, uh, the thing I wrote down is you need to add some water to this because um, I actually dropped uh, like half an ice cube um, with mine uh, tasting and. It was better, but it still, I don't know, it just did not ring well for me. Actually, that was one of the lowest ratings uh, that I wrote down. I was actually, it was, it's a three for me, but, uh, you know, not, not one of the ones that I particularly enjoyed. Do you think it was because it's <clears throat> one of the younger ones? No, that wasn't it. I was really just paying attention to how it tasted, and yeah. it was just, um, I don't ever think of usually a space side is being bitter in fact i i just thinking of that as any taste profile with scotch in general you know it's just not usually something i find myself writing down um so that was kind of weird well Um, okay and for me if i may say it's i wanted to like it because as soon as i you know saw that it was a rum wood i was like oh this is gonna be like angel's envy this is gonna be so wonderful reaction yeah and then i was like oh this is not at all like angel's envy it's it's a little sharp what the heck is going on here Mm. um so for me it was a little bit of a disappointment too and maybe it's because the bar is so set with that angel's envy okay you bourbon lovers out there i'm sure you're totally agreeing with me on that um you know that it's this you would think that it would be a nice marriage but i don't quite think space side is the place to go for this i'm thinking maybe highland might be you know like a true traditional highland might be a better place to do a rum cask but that's just me mm-hmm. might be good well i just finished my sample and oh my god that's bitter okay, okay. <clears throat> well i wrote uh, something down very different about the the balvenie 21 and the portwood it was like a sweet wood, you know, and it was very pleasant. Um, it was almost like somebody took a piece of wood and just kind of swirled it around my tongue over and over and over, and it was really quite tasty. Um, that was it was very difficult for me to actually hold that out. It was the Abunda and the and the Balvenie Twenty One uh, Portwood were kind of right there together. I think it was just the sherry finish off the Abunda is the thing that kind of pushed me to say I like that one a little bit better. Um, this one um, was also very pleasant. It was still a four for me. Uh, and a great choice. What about you, Juliana? I know Dave, it was in Dave's top three, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and I enjoyed it too. Don't get me wrong. But I just. Oh, 
<laughs> no, I just. And we're going to break. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just. I'm just saying that I just wasn't. I wasn't enthused. I guess about having. I tasted a lot of port, and I just wished it was a little bit more subtle. But that's. Mm. That's just me. I mean, that being said, if you love. Port and you love whiskey, then this is a beautiful dram for you, and you will, you know, thoroughly enjoy it. I, I just, it was a little too overwhelming in the port sense for me, um, and it was masking the other flavors. And it took me a, a couple, um, it took me an ice cube and some water actually to get what I needed to get out of it, and I thought it was a little too much effort mm. on my part. So sorry. So uh, was there any? Any other particular product that you wanted to talk about that you didn't cover in your top three as well? No, because I think I covered hmm. everything. Yeah, so I believe her top or number three <laughs> covered about seven <laughs> things. Uh, well, one last comment about the uh, Glenfiddich 19, um, which is not something I have to offer up. Really great. I'm uh, thank you for bringing this tonight, and it was really great that we had this alongside everything else. And again, you know, I really thought that it was very representative of uh, what I consider a reference standard. This particular Glenfiddich was a little bit different than maybe you know I would say the traditional twelve year you know Glenfiddich is. Oh, sure. Finish off this. Uh, I actually wrote down it had a really pleasant pepper finish, and mm. I actually like yeah. that, you know, quite a bit off this particular one. Um, and it was very tough, you know. It was when I was thinking the number one and two picks for me were very easy, but there was that third slot, you know, it's like the Balvenie, you know, I know. the Bunda, yeah. the Glenfiddich, you know, they're all kind of right there together. Sure. These were all, <clears throat> most all of these were very good. About the only one I was throwing at the bottom was, you know, really the Balvenie and the rum, rum wood. Mm-hmm. It's about the only thing I would probably say if somebody poured that, I'd go, eh, can I just have more of a glass of water? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, all the rest of these were uh, quite outstanding and a really great representation of all things Bayside for sure. Oh, sure. And, you know, what I love about what we were tasting tonight is that there are some distilleries that are thinking outside the box. And, you know, that brings me to the point of I'm really happy that I brought the Dalmore tonight because it really, you know, you may say that you're pigeonholed into a certain region that you like better than better than more you know most others and 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 that's me i mean i'm a big i'm a sad sack when it comes to isla that's that's what i go to if i see it on the shelf at a bar that's what i'm going to go to first and then maybe i'll work up the nerve to try something different later but this helps me to think that you know I can go into a space site and I can find something approachable to me. And I can go to a Highland and find something approachable. So, you know, for those of you out there that have only been one region only, it's okay. You can go to other regions. Yeah. I would say embrace uh, embrace the variety and yeah. not, uh, not definitely not get pigeonholed into sure. uh, one style of scotch for sure. And kudos to the distilleries <laughs> that are, you know, trying to expand and reach other people. Hmm. All right, uh, last test of Doric here, and if you get all of these right, maybe you can actually run naked uh, in the next Braveheart sequel. I'm <laughs> dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives? They'll never take our whiskey. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Dave, I have to say that the visual I have on you uh, running naked in the next visual is just quite unsettling. It's uh, <laughs> if you actually go to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Banned in 40 countries coming to you live. But he's carrying a bottle of Isla whiskey. (laughs) Well, we've really had a great time today talking about all these scotch and uh, want to wrap things up for today. Thanks to all of our listeners here on Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, PRX, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are questioning each day, going, hmm, gee, uh, my 30-year-old scotch bottle is not showing up from these guys. 
but they're still choosing to put us on the air anyway. And <clears throat> they're uh, questioning the Bonehead decision to actually buy this show. God love them. I know. <laughs> Listen, if you'd like to hear this show in your favorite radio station, send them a note. A bottle of scotch and copy us as well. You know what? Just skip the whole note thing. Just send the scotch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can reach us online anytime at info at sipssudsandsmokes.com. Dave has his own fan mail. You can reach Dave at leave the cork in at sipssudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle is at sipsudsmokes. And it's always our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Listen, we really enjoyed uh, having you here for this hour. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I definitely want to thank my co-host for being here. Juliana, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. And remember, lads, keep the kilt on until after the third dram. Ah, <laughs> excellent choice. Dave, thank you for being here. Hey, it's like I tell Juliana. The more you drink, the funnier I get. <laughs> That's an excellent. That's good old Mike asking you to join us once again and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.